0: So if you want a quality belt, uh, we can get you a quality belt we're, we're capable of that. Well, at least we can tell you where to do it. We can't make it ourselves. Obviously, we have no skills. But uh, if you want a quality belt, Grip6 is the place to go. Grip6 knows belts inside and out. You can check them out today at Grip6.com Stu. Grip6 is a small company in Utah, they sell throughout the United States, all around the world as well, but they source everything they make here in the United States and they have these great belts, they're minimalist, they're not just jutting out of your shirt, they're cool designs, you can customize them, you can do laser etched designs and logos and flags and all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, they also have the carbon fiber ones, which are really cool if you're traveling a lot, you know, and set off the metal detectors everywhere. And they come with an awesome selection of socks and wallets as well that are really cool. You're going to love this company. Grip6.com slash Stu. Use the code Stu. Get 15% off your order. Grip the number 6.com slash Stu. Get 15% off today. This is a company that actually loves the, the country. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's a crazy idea. Grip6.com uh, and slash Stu. Get 15% off today.
1: We got a guy who I love talking to, Richard Grinnell. He is the former US ambassador to Germany, former acting director of national intelligence and fixcalifornia.com, which is weird. It doesn't end in a question mark. Like I could understand fixcalifornia.com. What? It's beyond fixing, but no question mark. He believes it and he's the founder. A lot to talk to him about. We join in 60 seconds first every time you have to shell out an arm and a leg at the gas station you're running out of friends you're like you know i had a friend but i sold all of his arms and legs just to get gas you get upset the inflation we're going through is a kick in the wallet right now that's why i want to urge you to get cash back on purchases upside is an amazing app our wives use all the time it'll save you money on gas groceries dining out all you have to do is download it and use my promo code BECK you'll automatically get 25 cents or more back on every gallon on your first tank of gas and from there you just find an offer for whatever you're buying on upside check in at the business when you pay you get paid it's incredibly easy and you'll feel the results right where it counts the most right in the wallet try it today download the free app Uh, Use the promo code BEC and get 25 cents or more back on every gallon of gas in your first tank of gas. Uh, That is 25 cents or more back for every gallon on your first tank of gas using the promo code BEC. Get the Upside app and begin using it today. Richard Grinnell. Richard, how are you, sir? Uh Thanks for having me, Glenn. It's one of
2: my favorite times is to uh, have a long conversation with you. So thank you for inviting
1: me. I appreciate it. You're welcome on this program anytime. Um, yeah, I've got so much to talk to you about, um, but let me start here first with your thoughts on what is happening with the FBI between mar lago and now the the pro-life advocate who had Uh, The the FBI come into his house, even though his attorney said he'll come in any time. Just tell us when.
2: Yeah, it's really outrageous. Look, we, we have to start and finish this conversation by saying that the rank and file FBI agents are very good patriots who love their country, who do not want partisan politics involved in the investigations, no weaponization of the tools of the FBI and DOJ. But unfortunately, the leadership I saw firsthand, the leadership is not like that. Uh, Look, we, we have a system, whether it's DOJ or the FBI or the State Department or the Department of Defense. In order to get promoted in the swamp, you have to do certain things that the swamp wants you to do. You just don't get promoted up the chain, which means pay increases, which means better uh, retirement, it, it means uh, a bigger salary and a bigger office. All of those accoutrements that we value as humans. And so Washington, D.C. has created a system that, unless you abide by their rules, which is woke rules, which is always going after Republicans, uh, this is the system that is created in our bureaucracy. And people are eager to climb that ladder so they play that game. But I will tell you we have a crisis at DOJ and at the FBI because they have weaponized their power against people they don't like. It's crushing dissent. And look no further, Glenn, than first and second generation Americans who are the canaries in the coal mine. They have left fascism and totalitarianism They're the ones on the front lines screaming about the Democratic Party, the media and the problems in in Washington, D.C. They see it. They left it.
1: So can we can we rid ourselves of it? I mean, you were front and center in this fight when Trump was in office. Uh, You know it from the inside as the DNI. So can we crush this?
2: Yeah, I, we can. And the reason why I say that is because I uh, I faced the rank and file. Look, I'll tell you a very quick story. When I was declassifying certain transcripts and certain information, I looked at the information and it was clear to me it was not a source of how we collect intelligence and it was not a method on, on how we gathered it. And, and I went straight to the DOJ and FBI leadership and I said, I'm, I'm, I have the authority, I'm gonna declassify this information. And both Barr and uh, Ray just, you know, really said no. Uh, It's not a good idea. Um, They started by doing the bureaucratic thing of delaying me, asking, uh, you know, stupid questions that just were clearly about bureaucracy, shoving me off on their deputies who would then create more bureaucracy. I, I, I was no dummy, I knew what they were doing. So I pushed forward for a meeting with the rank and file FBI agents whose names had been clearly attached to the redactions and to the, uh, to the, to the classified information blocking. And I, and I had a meeting, I pushed forward, looked them in the eye and I said, why did you classify? Why did you redact this information? It's clearly not a source or method. They looked at me across the table at the Department of Justice and said we didn't uh we don't agree with that. We didn't want to do that. Our bosses did. Mm. There were wimpy people in leadership who hide behind the the tough decisions by throwing other people under the bus. As soon as I heard that, I said I'm I'm unredacting this. This is an outrage. This is a cover-up. And of course, um you know, the leadership was not supportive, but I didn't care. They threatened to, to sue me or <clears throat> expose me as someone who was a, a, a sharing classified information. I said, oh, baloney, I'll, I'll challenge you. And by the way, once I did it, once I unredacted it, once I released it to the public and everybody saw that there was a cover up of the Russian collusion hoax, no one sued me. They threatened to, they tried to stop me. But the reality is in telling you the story is that the rank and file know there's a problem. They hate it, but uh, this is their life. They live in Washington DC and this is their career. And this is, you know, everything they know and their family needs is in this job and they will be thrown out and it, it will be very difficult for them. So we need leadership change. It's a long answer to say, yes, it can be done. We need leadership change.
1: Do I have do I have uh, Attorney General Barr wrong? Because I I I met with him and I I really liked him. I thought he was an honest guy. Um, And uh, but there were a few things that didn't quite make sense to me. um, And we've seen nothing come out of the investigations that, you know, he was supposedly protecting. Do I have him wrong? Is he a bad guy?
2: uh, I'm. I'm somebody that um, recognizes that there are uh, gray patterns, right? That everything is not black and white. Um, I sat next to Attorney General Barr in the cabinet. Um, He was incredibly nice to me. He was incredibly complimentary of my brave and courageous work. And and, uh, I think relatively supportive, but there were times when, he, as someone who values Washington, D.C., he is somebody who wanted to have a life still in the Washington, D.C. legal circles, um, couldn't get past tradition. Right. Okay. And I think that's the best way to say it is okay. that there are people trapped by tradition who don't want to support the outsiders or the people that are rocking the boat. And to me, sense. Barr failed that test too many times.
1: Okay, Um, let me ask you, with the um, with the DOJ and Donald Trump, I mean, it 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 seems as though the DOJ was very nervous about what Donald Trump had um, and they have gone after him because he's got something on them, right? Because of tradition, look, the, the Records Act people
2: are total hypocrites. You look at how they treated Obama, right? and it's completely different than how they're treating Trump. This is, Correct. This, think of the Records Act people as the ultimate swamp creatures to control. Here is a group of people who literally are saying, we bureaucrats must collect and approve what the President of the United States does. I'm sorry. That, that, that's crazy. The president of the United States doesn't report to anyone when it comes to classifying information or declassifying information. This is clear in the law, but it's not clear in the tradition of Washington, D.C. These traditionalists, these people, well, everybody always comes to the record deck people. And, you know, we are people that, that get to control this. Mm-hmm. It's a control thing washington dc doesn't do well when people throw out tradition and try to fight for the people rather than for the process
1: so did did was the fbi trying to cover their tracks
2: yeah look on a daily basis all of the agencies in washington dc including the fbi and doj they classify information when they look bad so that it doesn't get out to the public You've got people like Adam Schiff who play along with this and who only leak certain information that helps the Democrats. It happens on the right as well. But but what we're seeing is, is that this swamp attitude is a protection of the system. And mm. so, yeah, they don't want the bad PR that they made a de- the really bad decision early on with the FISA warrant. There was so many. There were so many warnings early on that the Russian collusion hoax was a hoax, perpetrated by Hillary's people throughout the government. Victoria Newland, who was the Assistant Secretary of State for Europe at the time, right. who ushered in the Steele dossier in London, and uh, you know, guess, guess who else was the station chief at that time in London? was gina haspel who became the cia director so you've really got this swamp mentality of, of of protecting hillary early on trying to come up with every way they can to make sure that hillary wins and doj leadership fbi leadership playing along because the system in dc wanted hillary she had been secretary of state right she she was somebody they knew, and, and it was, she had a team, it was, and the team was
1: acting. It was also, though, because this, at least it seems to me, that this, um, you know, Great Reset, this uh, ESG system is in play all over the world. And, you know, I think this is why they're going after anyone who, I mean, look what's happening. Look what happened with yeah. the, uh, what was it, the Swedish elections, now the Italian elections. People are starting to say we don't want your your central bank telling us what to do. We don't want the government to collude with business and the central bank. It's it's not what we're by, looking by for. By the
2: way, by the way, if the European Union or the central bank or the Feds were making decisions about the people, I don't think you would see the pushback. You wouldn't you? Wouldn't. Uh, but, but over time, let, let's let's just take corporate America, Glenn. You and I know Republicans have been very supportive of corporate America, lower taxes, lower taxes and chamber of commerce events. And then the corporate America went the way of the media and our universities. They're completely woke. They're not for the people. They're for their own power. We all see it. Why are Republicans still wanting to fight for corporate America and lower taxes for corporate America? I'm not there. I'm, I'm done with it. I'm done with this woke. I, I Look, I think the counterculture is now conservative because the big man controls the universities, the media, Wall Street, corporate America, everything. If, if you want to be a 60s hippie that goes after the big man and does your own thing,
1: you better be a conservative to this day.
2: This yeah. is why Bill Maher is like abandoning the left.
1: All right. uh, We're talking to Richard Grinnell, um, and I'm going to take a one-minute break, and I want to ask you about California. I mean, you think it can be fixed. It's an amazing statement. Richard Grinnell joins us again in 60 seconds. Have you taken a look at the markets lately? Nothing quite like throwing the keys to your car down on the poker table just as, as you're sitting there and you got, you know, you got two twos. I got nothing. Cross your fingers. That's a little like how it feels right now in the inflation that we are experiencing. In the economy is insane it is uh it was all avoidable, and I think we are pouring gasoline on the fire. You need to hedge against insanity, and I've been telling you about this for years. You need to diversify some of your portfolio, maybe ten percent. And put it into precious metals. Goldline can help you do this with a self-directed precious metals IRA. Tons of people in America don't even know this is an option. But now you do, and I highly recommend at least looking into it. You don't want to lose your shirt in this economy. Goldline can help you keep some of your assets. Goldline. Find out how easy the process is to complete. Uh, Just ask them about their 6% free bonus materials when you complete an IRA this month at Goldline, 866 Goldline, 866 Goldline, or go to goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Richard, I have to ask you one more question before we get to California, and that is you were the ambassador of Germany in Germany when uh, they laughed at Donald Trump trying to warn him about being reliant on Russian energy. How much trouble is Europe in right now? I mean, we are we are in a uh, watching a
2: heap of trouble for Europe. Uh, They they resisted every single diplomatic nicety every single dis- diplomatic uh, push uh we tried to be uh you know strong we tried to be uh silent we tried to be uh you know as diplomatic as possible nothing worked we we had all sorts of levels of pressure and chancellor merkel led uh the germans to uh really get rid of the supply of energy now look the reason she did it and it's it's not talked about But the Green Party in Germany was on the rise. They were about to get her. And so what we really saw is her survival instincts kicked in politically. Mm -hmm. She wanted power. So she grabbed and triangulated on the Green Party issues, got rid of nuclear energy, announced she was getting rid of coal. This was, you know, had the Frankfurt soccer moms all excited to join her party. And and so that's what happened. And, you know, shame on the media. People Mm -hmm. like Christiana Amanpour, who celebrated every decision of Merkel and never held her to account. Now we find ourselves in a heap of trouble. I don't know if you saw this morning, but Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 have had some sort of explosions. They're now leaking gas. Uh, Clearly, clearly we know that that wasn't just happenstance. Somebody did it. And somebody's out to sabotage. But, but you know, this, this is a problem for our media in Europe who, who uh, really launched Merkel and her decisions and celebrated her and never stopped. And, and also the, the American media who did the same thing Who called her just a genius. We need to have a debate about the 16 years of Merkelism.
1: Let me talk to you quickly because we're running out of time. And, Richard, I would love to have you on again, if, 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 if I may ask now to have right. you on again. Um, but uh, uh, talk to me about California, because California seems to be the anti-DeSantis. It seems to me that in 2024 uh, or 2020 whenever uh, eight, we are going to have two states to look at, the DeSantis, Florida— and the California under uh, Gavin Newsom, and they are going in radically different ways. Yeah, they are. And I'm
2: trying to I'm on a one man uh, mission to separate the word California from from Gavin Newsom. It's Gavin Newsom, who is, uh, you know, we we live on the ocean in California, but we can't increase the supply of water somehow. Uh, we're just telling people to conserve. We, we have the worst energy solutions. I'm no no great economist, but when I went to Harvard, I had to show up early to do dummy economics. And in that class, I learned that if you increase the supply, you can actually lower the, the equilibrium price. And so it's basic economics that Gavin Newsom doesn't understand. We need to increase the supply. My attitude is I want to do to California what Stacey Abrams did to Georgia. If you would have told me five years ago that Georgia was going to send two progressive left blue senators to Washington DC to represent Georgia, I would have said you're full of it. It it should be a red state, but she dug deep. Stacey Abrams went County by County, registering people to vote and doing all sorts of, of manipulations. You look at Ohio and Florida who used to control everything that happened in American mm-hmm. politics for the White House. They were purple, purple. Now they're hard red. Now, why, why is that? Because people took the time, a five year, six year plan, to register people to vote. We're doing that in California. I took a pass at running for governor because the numbers just don't add up right now. Right. But what I did do is launch Fix California. You can go to FixCalifornia.com. Our donors, Glenn, in California are, are showing up. For this wow. California initiative. We're doing great stuff registering so many voters. We found 1.4 million conservatives sitting on the sidelines in California. Wow. To get registered.
1: Wow. Um, all right, Richard, great to talk to you. Uh, my best to uh, you and your family. Um, go to Thank fixcalifornia.com. That's fixcalifornia.com. More with Richard Grinnell, hopefully at a uh, not too much later date.
3: The Glenn Beck Program.
1: American Financing, NMLS, one www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. One thing Americans are feeling right now is financial pressure. You might be one of them. It's hard enough to stay on top of your finances when things are good, and when things are not so good, it's extra hard because you don't even want to look at it. American Financing, I've been telling you about them for years. I believe they can help you. Um, you get a free financial review. They can lay out a list of options that will help you save a ton of money. There's never any pressure, no upfront or hidden fees. They're not going to try to force you into something because they don't they don't make money, you know, by selling you something that's not good for you. They don't work for the banks. Give American Financing a call today. This is a company that's been helping people just like you with home loan options and credit options for over two decades. So whether it's refinancing your mortgage for a lower fixed rate or providing other types of loans or even just helping you find ways to raise your credit score, it's American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. Join the movement at Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com
0: slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn.
1: So, I don't even know. Fifteen years ago. 2011. 2011. I got a copy of a book, a, uh, a galley of a book. Uh, From a friend who was uh, with, I think, Simon and Schuster at the time. And he said, would you just read this for me? And I read it and I said, this is fantastic because it's a it's a young adult book um, and it teaches values and it puts these kids through absolute hell. uh, And they have to find out really who they are and what's what's worth fighting for in life. It's fantastic. And I called him up and I said, this is great. And I love the fact that you didn't dumb it down. And Richard Paul Evans said to me, yeah, that's what publishers are telling me that I need to do to be able to publish and sell this book is to dumb it down. And I'm like, dude, no way. We'll publish it together. I will love to help you with this. So um, Michael Vey came out there this today is the release of the eighth book in the series it is wildly successful and richard paul evans is joining us uh
3: today i remember where i was when you made that phone call i was i was it's like I didn't recognize the number, but it's like it looks important. And it's like <laughs> Rick. It's Glenn. <laughs> Glenn. I didn't expect Glenn Beck to call me. Yeah, right. It was. It was pretty. And you said, "I love this book. Let's partner." Yeah, I love it. And what a great ride this yeah. has been, Glenn. And so I should. I should tell you, I dedicated this book to you. I know. I saw and, that. Um, that's out of great appreciation.
1: Well, so the the last one, the last book, it ended. Uh, with what seemed to be a conclusion Mm -hmm. and everybody thought that was the end.
3: I thought it it was the end and I get a call from the president of Simon Schuster and he goes, this book, I mean, we sold three and a half million copies and it keeps going. And and, and, like, I have a fan club in Tehran. (laughs) In Tehran. And I called my agent I go, I said, we're in Iran? And she goes, oh, they stole it. And now there's like thousands of these Iranian kids who love Michael Bay. It's just spread worldwide. And he goes, "Why wouldn't you just write Michael Vay? This is massively successful. Why are you done?" And I said, "I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I have a life." And yeah. um, but you know what? I missed the kids. You released you released it one a year. I was doing yeah, I was doing two books a year. My fall book, my Christmas book, like you know the Christmas box yeah, and those yeah, books. Yeah. And then Michael Vay, and it's like that's a lo- all I was doing was writing. And I needed the break, but I missed the kids. I had four thousand kids come to my last book signing. Four thousand.
1: It's it is it is I will tell you Rafe and I read every single one every year from when he was 8 and devoured them it was one of my favorite things every summer to be with Rafe and read the Mike the next Michael Vay and uh I'm so excited that this one is is out he's now 18 same age as
3: Michael Vay, so yeah. It's in this we're, book. So we're
1: gonna we'll read it together again uh, this time. So tell me what parents should know about this book.
3: Well, the thing that surprised me right off um, about the book because it's always like this magic you don't know. One is it gets kids to read. A parent wrote and he goes, "I couldn't believe it. My son's not at the video game. I couldn't. I, I couldn't find him. I know he was in his room reading. It's like what." has happened here. Yeah, he goes, I've yeah. never seen that. Yeah. Um, I hear that from teachers. I hear it from parents all across the country. Um, the other thing is that, because Michael Vay has Tourette syndrome, like you know I do, yeah. and uh, my son Michael does, and um, for so, somehow it's empowering for youth. I, ha- I had a woman write me and say her daughter, who had severe anxiety, never left her bedroom and stopped going to school. She took her to school. She'd just walk home. She goes, I was beside myself. I'm a single mother. I didn't know what to do. One day I get up and she's ready to go to school. And I go, what What are you doing? She goes, well, I'm going to school. Hello. And it's like, yeah, but you haven't been going to school. And she goes, if Michael Vay can face his problems, I can face mine.
1: It is It is so great because all of the kids in it have a different ability um they're wildly different uh from you know a really good kid to a kid who's maybe not the best uh, influence at school but they they come together uh and find their way you your kid will find themselves in these books
3: yeah kids love it in fact it was i think it was an event it was your event i came to And there was a line for the book signing. It was a quarter mile long. I didn't realize it was my line. I thought it was the line to get in. So I waited in my own line. (laughs) And finally, it's like, like, I'm going to miss my book signing. And so I walked to the front. And all these people are wearing shirts that say, Vaniac. And I go, Vaniac? And that's what they call themselves. So there's now hundreds of thousands of Vaniacs around the world. Isn't it amazing
1: when you have an idea and then People just pick it up and take it places you never would have expected. It's yeah. really.
3: And that's the magic of books. That's why books start revolutions. And in some way, Michael Bay has done that. Because it's never outside of you and your um, kindness. It's like, I've really never had any national press on this. It's almost been all grassroots. Just people telling their. You've never had national press on no, this? never. In fact, the day it was number one in the New York Times, it was massive Yes, um, the Wall Street Journal did an article about what is the next big YE book. They had twenty books, didn't mention mine, and it was, it was it, number one. It was number one. It was number one at the time. It's Simon and Schuster—they were so blown away. I think it sold sixty thousand copies that first day, and um, they were—they when I went back to New York, they said we have a number one bestseller, and we couldn't. Um, they said we've stopped all printing, and we're doing nothing but just writing the book. We've stopped every other book. We're in our sixth printing by the second day. Wow. And but no one believed in it. You, you did. That's why I'm so grateful to you. It's no, like you no. believed in it. You believed it, in I your I believed heart.
1: in every single and yeah. I tell you Richard, I've enjoyed mm-hmm. every single one. I, I can't I don't think I can say that about any other series mm-hmm. where I think every single one of them is good. Can you pick it up at number 8 because it's really kind of a restart in ways. Can you pick it up at number 8?
3: No. I would I would start Uh, I would start with number one, Michael Vay, the prisoner of cell 25, because first of all, it's going to be a fun ride and you want to know these kids because by eight, they're, they're more mature. And, um, Michael's, it starts out, Michael's bored. It's like, what do you do after you save the world? Right. And everything he's seen, he's sitting in a classroom and listening to people's future dreams. And it's like, I've kind of lived everything. And then it's like, I wish something exciting would happen. And it's and it be does. careful what you wish, wish for. for yeah. The kids start disappearing again. It's like, wait, I thought the enemy was gone. You know, the mythical Hydra, you cut off one head and three heads come back. Mm-hmm. There's actually three other heads and that come really. back.
1: Yeah. Uh, I will tell you, the Prisoner of Cell 25. Uh, that was the, That's that the was, first one. That was yeah. the first one you that I You named it, by the way.
3: Yeah. It had a horrible name.
1: Yeah, the Electric Clan Cheerleader. It <laughs> was Michael Bay
3: and the Electric Cheerleader. Yeah, 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 and kids yeah, hated yeah. it. Yeah. And you very kindly said to me, You go, you go Rick, will you be open to changing the name? And it's yeah. like, I'll do anything that yeah. will get people to read it.
1: And I wondered if you would do yeah. it because it was so dark, you know, the prisoner of Cell 25. But I know if I would have seen that as a kid, I would have been like, Cell 25, what's Cell 25? And it's a, it's a really cool uh, and frightening frightening uh, place frightening place <laughs> yeah
3: much better than the electric cheerleader <laughs> yeah I, I, i've learned to listen listen to your advice
1: <laughs> anyway uh the new one is called the parasite uh it is michael vay book number eight in this best-selling uh series get it for your kids get get all of them for your kids get them for your grandkids um you will this is this is great entertainment. This is something I wish would become a series. And if we were uh, not on the wrong end of the political power right now, this would be. I, I'm, I'm telling you, this would be a number one series on Netflix. It's.
3: It. it I do have my first um, feature film coming out this November oh, on Thanksgiving Day, which is with Justin Hartley and, and um, acclaimed from director Charles the, this Shire. This
1: is us. Right? Yeah, from This Is
3: Us. Yeah, the yeah. handsome guy. Um, yeah. But now they're asking, I got, I get, I get this email the other day from one of the execs and it said, who is Michael vay uh, I go, I like that question. I actually have some big producers. We're just working some things out. So I'm, I'm not giving up. I, I believe there's a timing, the universe of the timing. There for is. these things. There is. So, but I just, it's one of those things, Glenn, when you have something that is so good, you just want to shout it. It's like, trust me. If you have a grandchild, trust me, they will adore you for giving this to them. They will. And even if they don't read, they'll say, why did you give this to me? And then, um, I had one school te- I had a school teacher when we first tested this. She goes, I had a student go from an F to an A because he was so obsessed with Michael Vay, he had it memorized. And because we were using that as our course study, she goes, He got everything right. He mm-hmm. turned it around. And I, now that it's been 11 years, I have now, some of those kids are now school teachers and they're using it in their school.
1: So I couldn't understand how my daughter didn't like mm-hmm. to read. My whole family, everybody likes to read. Um, and it's just finding the right book yes it is and um she didn't she just wouldn't read and yada yada and we found out she has dyslexia and uh it's a rare kind whatever but it's she's she just can't process it uh and um i can, i i'm convinced unless you have something that stops you from reading like dyslexia and it's untreated you will love this book. If you have a kid who doesn't like to read, give this book to them because it is an absolute adventure that is written for them and doesn't treat them like they're idiots. Yes.
3: I, I, um, I was speaking at a school in Ohio, Dayton, Ohio, and I had six youth with autism that stayed after. And the principal came up, he goes, I've never seen that. I've never seen them. They don't want to talk to anyone. They're obsessed with this book and, and you for some reason. And it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of magic. And kids with Tread syndrome, I mean, kids with disabilities, they relate to Michael. And one thing that just kind of, I had a school teacher say, Michael likes his mother. Mm-hmm. And I go, why is that so strange? It's like, yes, he does. In he today, goes, it's like, no, he loves his mother. And it's like, that's a healthy relationship.
1: I know. That's what I loved about yeah. it from the from the get-go. It's everything I would like my kids to learn is in this, but it's all uh subterfuge. It's all I mean it's all it's all it's a clandestine parental uh mission. To teach those things.
3: Yeah. Do you remember, I don't know if you remember when the book first came out, we're getting all these, it was a number one bestseller, but we're getting adults reading it. It's like, well, oh, yeah. this wasn't. I really, love this series. But it's like, well, we wanted the youth to read it and it took about a year and a half and then kids start flooding my book signings. Yeah. And then it got to the point of being ridiculous where thousands of kids would come to my book signings. But it took about a year and a half for the kids to say, wait, my parent told me to read it. I don't know if I want to read it because they like it. And it took a while for that to change over but once it did it went nuts and the kids owned it so this is
1: something that um when you will see it on the new york times bestseller list you will know the power of this audience uh and uh its ability to uh, put something into the mainstream media uh they will ignore it but uh they ignore it they ignore everything that is good for your family this is something that your kids will absolutely love, you will love, and it's good. Good for them uh, as well. It's Richard Paul Evans, Michael Vey. It is the next chapter in Michael Vay's series, The Parasite. You can start at one. Uh, I am going to be devouring eight uh, myself tonight. I just bought it on uh, Kindle. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm going to be reading it with Rafe as soon oh, as. Oh, cool. As soon as his busy high school schedule <laughs> allows.
3: Yeah, so. yeah God, I had something really funny happen. I'm in, in the inner city, and this kid came by. I thought, he looks like a gang member at the school. He has a hood on and everything. And he walked up, didn't even look at me. He goes, Mr. Evans? and I go, yeah. And he goes, we have gang symbols for Michael Vey. And he goes like this. <laughs> MV. He does his own <laughs> sign. So and funny. I go, you mean we have street cred? He goes, Michael Vay's cool, man. He's cool. And It's like, it, it really, it, it, it's it's it's, it's, it's got to be cool, right? The kids have to like it. If you try to if you try to teach them values and come out, they're yeah, they're going to no. shut down. The, yeah. But the fact is, Michael is cool, and um, he they kids relate to him. Yeah. So I just want it's one of those trust us.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, if you haven't read, you need to and. Trust me on this one. Michael Vay, The Parasite. Get it uh, right now at Amazon or wherever you buy your books. Thank you. Thanks, Glenn. All right. Let me tell you about Relief Factor. Uh, Jim wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He said, I used to have extreme lower back pain. Nothing I tried ever touched it. Then I heard about Relief Factor and decided to give it a try. Relief Factor works so well and so quickly it eliminated the pain, allowing me to function better than I ever had before. So thank you, Relief Factor. Jim, thanks for writing in. Thank you for giving Relief Factor a try. It is not a drug. It was developed just for you. It has um, uh, four key ingredients that attack inflammation uh, from four different directions. Ibuprofen never works for me. Everyone's I, I like, oh, take some ibuprofen. It never works. Go to the doctor. He'll prescribe what? So I can take four tablets like I've never tried that before? Um, the the three week quick start developed just for you as a trial pack. You take them three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Take them as directed. Do it for three weeks. If you're not seeing any results, then it's not going to work for you. But seventy percent of the people see results, and I'm one of them. ReliefFactor.com. Call eight hundred four relief. Eight hundred four relief. Do it now. ReliefFactor.com. The Glenn Back Program. I can't tell you how excited I am for Michael Bay, the next chapter. Um, this is just a just a great series. Welcome to the uh, program. We're just last couple of minutes. What did we miss, uh, Stu? What did we miss? Canada ended their their COVID border requirements. They're on top of things. This is an this is an issue with that is actually close to my heart, Glenn, is because it? yeah, it is
0: legitimately it probably angers me more than anyone else in America, because. The Toronto Blue Jays, America's team, yeah, yeah, yeah. are my team. Sure, sure, sure. Okay? You're, a,
1: you're a Canadian sports hero.
0: I am a Canadian sports hero, and America's only Toronto Blue Jays fan. Yeah. And so they put in this vaccine requirement to cross the border. So mm-hmm. the Blue Jays could not sign any free agents that were unvaccinated. They had to let their own Cy Young Award winner go, who's the best pitcher in the league just for you, uh, Glenn. Uh, had to let him go because he wasn't vaccinated. They couldn't re-sign him to play on the team because he couldn't travel to the home stadium, Right. So they do this. The team gets punished all year for this. The only benefit they get out of it is when some teams come to play in Toronto, they also can't bring their unvaccinated players. So there's a slight little advantage for these little series, although they miss out on the entire year of these players, the Blue Jays. Then what does Trudeau do right before the playoffs? He lifts the vaccine mandate. So now all these teams can bring all their best players to play against Toronto in Toronto. This man must be put in prison <laughs> immediately.
1: I believe, I believe uh, the Premier Castro, right? Uh, <laughs> Trudeau. Trudeau. Uh, I believe he's evil. It's the I believe one time he's I want a freaking this vaccine right. mandate. The yeah. one time, <laughs> and
0: they pull it.
2: The Glenn Beck program.